Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod101. Is that anything? 101. 101 Dalmatians. That's true. Um, 101 Pal... Palmations. A pal is a bit like a bud. 101 Palmations, yes. Um, Palmations. Palmations. Yeah, the 101 Palmations, which is... Um, it's the UN. The Palmations. <laughs> uh, do, you know where, uh, yeah. do you know where the Dalmatian coast is? Oh. Is it Italy? Uh, it is is Croatia, which you said, Arr! yeah, it's, it's on that side, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very <clears> good. <throat> from what I can remember from Rome Total War, or whatever the fuck it was. It oh, me that. was I in Rome? I don't remember the Dalmatian coast. It was in, Rome, it was in a historical video game, I'm just using that as a standard. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, how are you, Philip? Are you enjoying the lovely weather? I love the snow. I think it's so pretty. And seeing as we're all holed up at home anyway, you might as well. It might as well snow. It might as well. It might as well feel like we have to, you know, might as well like feel, it might as well feel like we're getting a snow day done with as well as saving the NHS. <laughs> NHS is cancelled today, snow. <laughs> <clears throat> and also, it's harder for the virus to spread in the snow because they don't have the right footwear. That's true, and it's it, all those little suckers get frozen. Yeah, yeah, they, they they try and trudging into the snow, but so deep their little spike proteins go whoosh and go ah. Do you, I, I would like to see a drawing of what a virus thinks a human looks like in a simplistic representation? Right, I think. Well, it'd just be like a single mass, like an. Like it would be how we see space as just a single black mass, or like <laughs> yeah. a. Si we are so big to them. We are basically just a color, right? Yeah. Or I guess a a palette of different colors, Pierre, because the human race is is um, rich in diversity in that way. Although <laughs> I don't know, I don't know whether or not viruses can see color. I feel like if dogs have difficulty, a virus. A virus's vision is going to be even more basic. It would be funny if, if viruses did have eyes and then there was ways that you could trick them visually. Yeah, like Wile E. Coyote. Yeah, that's the part of the vaccine is you you paint a wall to look like a, a coughing old man who has obesity. <laughs> and the virus runs into it and flattens itself. And yeah. it goes, wee, 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 and peels off. When the... <laughs> When the virus sees him, it does that whole, oh, and the eyes burst out and hits himself in the head with a big hammer, like a, when uh, Bugs Bunny is aroused or whatever it is. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've touched on this, but the amount of horny cartoon characters we were brought up with as children. They're horny, man. 
I mean, some of the first fictional characters we were introduced to as children were r- real dogs. You know, <laughs> real pervs. Uh, they, they'd be a- me too. I mean, I mean, Pepe Le Pew, obviously, famously, he'd be me too'd up to the gills by now but even like bugs bunny you know there'd be a th- a few very uh thought-provoking twitter threads i think about bugs bunny's past behavior and how we normalized it well i mean um bugs bunny harassed elmer fudd <laughs> didn't he? he 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 continuously tricked elmer fudd using a, a sort of sexy woman's leg that he produced from inside his own rabbit's leg Elmer Fudd, of course, was just a working-class man trying to get his dinner. <laughs> a recreational sportsman. With a speech impediment. With a speech impediment, doing his best to rid the local forest of a registered pest. <laughs> a sex pest. A sex pest. Out. Yeah. Obviously, the local council said, now, obviously, rabbits are a, a pest when it comes to crops and so on. But this rabbit, whoo. Um, were you attracted to the female rabbit in Space Jam? Oh, of course I was. <laughs> Next question, Your Honor. <laughs> yes. Between Lola Rabbit and Lo- Nala in The Lion King. Lola Lola Bunny, Phil. Lola Bunny, of course. Yeah, which implies that they were related, Bugs Bunny and Lola Bunny. Yeah, I suppose. Or, or maybe it's just like being called Smith. They're just like, yeah, it's just, you know. Or maybe there's a a deleted scene of Space Jam that never made the final cut in which the movie goes at great length to explain that they are second cousins. <laughs> or the movie the movie goes to great lengths to explain that in cartoon rabbit society, um, it is much like some uh, subcontinental or Asian societies where certain things that we in the West regard as surnames are in fact honorifics based on gender. <laughs> and that's how you write a sci-fi or fantasy series. You just overcomplicate mistakes. Yeah, and then, and then at the end, Michael Jordan raises an eyebrow like, <laughs> nails a slam dunk. Yeah, he nails it. Yeah, Lola Bunny. I'll, was there anyone who wasn't attracted to Lola Bunny? Do you think there was a, a any 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 boys watching that just going like, oh, she's she's moving in slow motion a lot. <laughs> I guess boys who who weren't attracted to women. I guess oh, maybe that's that true. Was the, it would have been a formative experience for both the big sexualities. Both the AAA sexualities of straight and gay. You, you hear a lot on, on Twitter, on that website, you hear a lot about um, when women talk about the sexy cartoons, it's the fox from Robin Hood or it's the beast, yep. when he's the beast, not the man. The Beast, yeah, the Beast is not one. I, I totally get the fox from Robin Hood. What's not to love? He's suave, he's um, talented, he's not wearing any pants. You know, it's, he's the perfect man. <laughs> he could shoot a bow. He could shoot a bow with his dick and balls out at the same time. <laughs> but a lovely vest on. Um, the Beast, I mean, the. I think it tells you very much about the kind of lady if they're like, the Beast is my Disney fantasy. It's like... You, you're too interested in fixing people, aren't you? You want a, you want a, you want a difficult relationship, well, so that, that you can say you persevered through. It's 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 partially it's partially that because the beast is dark and brooding. Um, 
Yeah, but I that, mean, yeah, the the gals who like the beast are very much the, the gals who get me and my asshole husband against the world on this motorbike made of bones. <laughs> but remember, Phil, the thing you're missing here because you are such a such a prodigiously straight man. It's staring you in the <laughs> face, and you can't see it. Is that the beast yeah. is big? The beast is big. He's big. He's tall. Right. Is it really that simple? That's it. What's it, that's a huge part of it that we haven't mentioned. He looms over you and and dances around with you and can flip you around the room like a little rag doll. And every now and then, <laughs> he gets all angry and he's probably going to shag you really angrily. Okay. Because he's wow, a big angry well. beast man. That's that's a huge part of it. Not just the uh, the fixing part. Of course, of course. And of course, he's got his own ho- home. He's got his own house. It's huge. He's, he's, re- he's a rich aristocrat. <laughs> he's very rich. Phil, well, he's Robin a rich Hood aristocrat. famously has nothing. He's a rich aristocrat and he's over six foot four. <laughs> let's, let's get real yeah. here. That's true. That's true. And, uh, oh, and he has servants as well. You know, he's got all like magical pots and pans that just to, to give you a big feast. That's pretty sweet. Of course. Well, that's all these gals are into. They want to marry into the landed gentry. They make up all this nonsense about him being gruff and yeah, but and complicated. But they just want no. They just want the pantry and the service. No, Phil, because the attraction widely disappears when he turns into a man. When this is what you're supposed to want. I see. He shrinks I back see. down, and now he's got a little, little, you know, long brown hair and a nice smiley, like generic, like you know how Disney does, like the most generic white guy faces ever. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, "Hello, yeah. I'm Charles," or whatever. Yeah, the perfect, the perfect man, just a white guy with so, like, almost blonde, slightly brown hair, just in case. A bit long. A bit wavy and long. Yeah, it's the kind of yeah. He looks like he's from a Fabio book from <laughs> yeah, yeah. the 60s or whatever. I didn't know who Fabio was till my Twitch stream told me. Oh, really? I, I recognized him immediately when I Googled it because he's just the picture of all those books. But I had no idea that it was the same guy and that he had a name. <laughs> yeah, right. You just thought he was, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Proto- pro- not prototype. An archetype. Archetype. You just thought he was the arch- yeah archetypal um, eth- yeah, I just I assume those man. those 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 covers because you know those covers are like those like quite cheaply printed like like photo technology from the seventies and eighties. So it almost looks like you go, well, it could be a painting. I mean, oh, it's an actual guy, isn't it? It's a real guy posing in photos, and I was like, I thought you were like a sort of composite, <laughs> like a waxwork that they posed and took pictures of. I wonder who Fabio really is. His name is Fabio, and he... he <laughs> oh, his actual name, the man's actual name is Fabio. Yeah, and get this, Phil. This is what my Twitch stream uh, told me. He went on a roller... He's, he's most famous, most recently, for going on a roller coaster and smashing his face into a goose. On the roller coaster? Yeah, in flight, in a bird or a seagull. <laughs> he smashed a, he his was... face into some sort of bird. Fabio Lanzoni, American-Italian actor. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Type in Fabio roller coaster. <laughs> yeah it's come up his face is uh, covered in blood because he smashed whoa! it into a goose <laughs> there's a video of it from March 1999 <laughs> Fabio gets hit by a goose riding Apollo's this is this is crackers Apollo's chariot riding Apollo's chariot because he looks like Hercules this is, this is hilarious and there's this terrible picture of him. <laughs> there's, there's no footage of the goose hitting him, but he 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 leaves 
the um, terminus of the roller coaster ride where everyone gets on, and the camera just follows. <laughs> the camera follows uh, the roller coaster moving around in the distance, and and he and as he returns, he, his face is covered in blood, and the girls next to him are horrified. Actually, one's kind of laugh. Oh, no, one is absolutely horrified. The other is kind of laughing. That is so funny. The top comment is: Anyone else disappointed we didn't see the goose? Yes, I am. I am Honey Bunny ninety nine. <laughs> um, uh, do you think he's broken his so nose? Funny. There, birds are heavy, man. Birds can hurt. Oh, you. he's broken his nose. Oh, um, is that his own blood? Then I don't know. Actually, maybe his nose kind of looks fine. I mean, that goose is dead. <laughs> That that goose's corpse has got the, a really handsome imprint on its entire body. I mean, if anything, it's incredible. More people don't smash their faces into birds mid-flight on roller coasters. It should be a kind of one of those annual stories, shouldn't it? You know, in uh, in plane engines, it's called a bird strike. Yeah. Um, and when when they build engines at Rolls Royce or whatever, they have to do a they have to do a bird test, and they. Um, in wind tunnel, they just throw frozen chickens at <laughs> at, the, at the engine to make sure it'll be all right if a, if and when a duck goes through it. I would I would like to do that as if it was a a, a bottle of champagne on a new ship. <laughs> is there is there a big plate behind the engine for for someone to sort of make pulled duck or whatever? They just position Fabio behind there. <laughs> Um. <laughs> the Fabio test. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if his face gets covered in goose blood and not jet fuel, then it's good to go. <laughs> oh man, do you think that Fabio got hit by a goose because he angered the gods through his arrogance? <laughs> it's called yeah, Apollo's he- chariot. Yes, Apollo was uh, uh, envious of Fabio's chest, the sheer size of his chest, and uh, decided he had to take this mortal down a peg. They've they've got him on the chariot with a load of women dressed as like Greek chorus women, like yeah, classical yeah. Greek chorus ladies. So that's this is clearly some promo. But Fabio's just in a shirt and trousers, so they clearly couldn't pay enough to to get him in costume, put him in a toga. No. He's he's briefly Fabio. in a cape at the start of the video, but that's not the same. He was such a big thing in the nineties, Fabio. How did you know about Fabio? Because I, I obviously, like I say, I recognized it when I when I looked it up. I think it was all just he was mentioned regularly on American TV, which I got in Malaysia. Of just, course. Yeah, people always mention Fabio. He's sixty one now and he looks like a roadie. A roadie. He looked like a metallic roadie. Is his long is his long hair in a ponytail now? Uh, no, he just has that kind of grizzled look of like a. You guys want weed? You want hookers? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, hey, I'm taller than Fabio. Really? Yeah. Nice one. I think he just looks tall because of how wide he is. Well, you know, he is tall, but I mean, he looks even taller because of his sheer girth. Yeah, I know what you mean about book covers. They do look like paintings, but they're actually him. They do look like paintings. See, I just thought they like, oh, someone's made up a kind of insane. And it's only now that I'm saying that I realized that also I thought it was made up because of that um, in that old Simpsons episode where Marge fantasizes about being on a kind of pirate ship. It's clearly Fabio's book that she's yes, reading. Yes, that's right. 
Oh, right. of course. That makes a lot more sense now. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ah. Well, that's the Fabio part of this podcast. <laughs> well and truly done. You're listening to Fabio part. <laughs> Fabio oh, appeared prominently in advertising for I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, 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 that, that's such a 90s thing, like, the of models being sort of personalities and, and selling things. Now, we, it's not really, now it's like Jackie Weaver from <laughs> the Hansforth Parish Council, like, she's going yeah. to get a bunch of advertising deals now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All, we live in a joke world now, we used to live in... A uh, very su- superficial looks-based world in the nineties, and now it's a joke planet. <laughs> now we live on a joke planet. Yeah, and the people who get advertising deals are jokes. Yeah, we live on fucking planet joke, and everyone thinks, "What's the stupidest way of advertising this?" <laughs> planet joke. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we both start being like uh, sort of the twenty teens uh, Bill Hicks, the twenty twenties Bill Hicks, rather, just be like. Yeah, we love a planet joke like these big rants. <laughs> it used to be like like reminiscing nicely about what Bill Hicks hated. It used to be you could get Fabio talking about butter. And now it's just these fucking memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if you work in memes, kill yourself. <laughs> you are struck off the the cultural register. If you work in memes and you speak to me, it's like a turd falling into my beer. <laughs> Whatever horrible rant he had about shit in his beer. Um, the he said some silly things. He's inspired a lot of <laughs> silly boys who think they're clever. <laughs> Do you know, um, the one good thing about Twitter is that the memes and the idiocy move so quickly that it is already too late to have Jackie Weaver advertise butter. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's, it's already too late. It 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 like, it wouldn't be too late, maybe at the end of last week or yesterday for your mum and dad who've only just found out about Jackie Weaver. And if your mum and dad haven't found out by now, they will never ever hear about this. Yeah, or maybe they send you a Facebook link in two years' time <laughs> to the Hansworth County Council Parish it's, Council video. A, fa- a Facebook link. And the video is unrecognizably pixelated and plastered in cryface emojis. And square, even though the original isn't square. It's been cropped to be square for some reason. It's been cropped to include a needlessly enthusiastic caption written by an idiot. <laughs> when Zoom, e- Zoom meetings don't go to plan, cryface emoji, cryface emoji. Or like when they, 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 they always give the punchline away. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always say, like, like he said she doesn't have any authority, and then she kicks him. Cry face, cry face, cry face. (laughs) Like, just to remove any of the guesswork from any of the terminally ill-attentive maniacs doom-scrolling through their phone. I hate it. I hate it, Phil. It's a joke planet. I... I do love though. I don't. I don't know if it's a thread or like a Reddit or something or some collection of. baby boomers on facebook who have posted tributes to someone who's just died yeah 
and have added thinking it is the crying emoji, <laughs> the cry face emoji effect. Yeah, they don't think it's into laughing. the background, and it looks like <laughs> this is like two years today we lost um, Joanna Flintingdon. Cry, cry laughing ah! faces floating around in the background. <laughs> Just pissing themselves. Absolutely wetting themselves. <laughs> the dead friend. Just on the anniversary of any death, just absolutely losing your mind laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sinister. Like they're the Joker. Like, that would be oh. incredibly sinister if you did it every year on the anniversary of when they shot Bin Laden, just wetting yourself all day. Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, the You know, yeah, Jackie Weaver was huge for two days, maybe. I mean, it's, it really says something about the, the pace of modern culture, that this is the soonest podcast the episode of this podcast we could mention her in and it's already too late That's we couldn't true. have we couldn't have mentioned her on the <clears> podcast <throat> any sooner than this and it's we all it already feels like we're behind the times. God, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, we like, this is we're like a weekly newspaper in the Victorian era. We just can't, you know. <laughs> but I wonder and I think about this sometimes, you know. I think culture modern culture seems to exist on different planes of time scale yeah it's kind of like the dreams in inception each dream you go down the time moves slower 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 with like meme culture the the more obscure the meme the further down into the memes you go the the faster the culture gets yeah and so like a jackie weaver level meme culture it's already over but then i don't know what 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 is in but i don't know the Kardashians, many, many levels above. Yeah. Far longer period of time, right? Yeah. And I, I think it's also because the, the Jackie Weaver thing, the Jackie Weaver thing will come back in in a month. There's going to be a political scandal about someone getting kicked out of a party, say. Like a right. political party. And the yeah. first person to remember Jackie Weaver and post a, a screenshot of it, but with, you know, Alex Salmon's face superimposed. Yeah. Is going to get big numbers. <laughs> Because everyone's, it's going to be a bit like the, it's going to be the meme equivalent of twenty years later, and this is the Peter K style Jimember routine. Yes, exactly, exactly, um, exactly. And everyone's going to, yeah, Peter K's going to be like, Jimember, Jimember, a month ago, Jimember, Jimember, Tiger King. <laughs> and everyone's going to react as if it was like a memory from when they were eight. Like, oh yes, yeah. Oh man, oh man, it's too fast. And also, it's too, like, it's very difficult to write for, say, topical comedy shows as well, because everyone on Twitter has already had a go for free. It's 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 the opposite of a union. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to bother doing a topical show. I, I wouldn't ever bother. I wouldn't ever bother, because... You can't. You can't really beat Twitter to it. The only way that you could make people start restraining themselves or start charging or not just giving it away is that if you just made a show where you made millions by just reading out other people's great tweets, and when they complain, just say, "Well, don't tweet them for free, then." <laughs> like, be a real yeah. prick about it. Yeah. Although I think you, know, you can you can claim intellectual property over your tweets. Um, I think you can claim moral rights, but you can't get any money. 
Okay. Because you gave it away for free, so I think you can say, oh, you need to credit me as the author, but I don't think you can get any money. Right. This is my moral right! Yeah, <laughs> yes. I am the author of the uh, the tweet where I, I wrote, you have no authority here, Jackie Weaver, but I alternated capitals and lowercase, and it was a picture of Spongebob. I wonder who owns the rights to that council meeting video. Probably whoever made the recording, which I presume was none other than Jay Weaver. <laughs> one Jay Weaver. <laughs> Witness one Jay Weaver. She's about to fall down a hole. <laughs> uh, they do get angry in that video, though, Pierre. Oh, ho! They get upset. Read them and understand them! <laughs> I'm in charge. I like that guy. The, the the very old guy whose face is too close to the camera, that guy? No, no, the younger oh, northern guy. Oh, the younger guy. guy. The younger yeah, yeah. northern guy. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. <laughs> no, because <laughs> the, vice, the vice chair is here. I'm in charge. He's like, he's, in game of, he's like something from the Game Game of Thrones. He's <laughs> the Game of Thrones. He's like someone from Game of Thrones, yeah. He's he's like one of the Ramses. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Not the Ramses, the Boltons. Yeah. <laughs> Ramsey Bolton. George, George, I'm in charge. George uh, Four Acres, uh, otherwise known as the, uh, the 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 white the white one from Daphne, your sketch group. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I are big fans of Sharp, and we, we I, I enjoyed him pointing out how much how <laughs> much he was either like Sharp sh- with uh, um, with Sean Bean. What's his name? Sean Bean. Sean Bean. And sh- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How much that guy was like a villain or Sharp himself. Just, I'm in charge. Read the standing <laughs> orders. Read them and understand them. Yeah, bastard. Yeah, bastard. I love um I love I love read them and understand them as a as an infective. <laughs> it's so funny. Read them and understand them. <laughs> it's like something a preacher a preacher would say. <laughs> uh I love, I loved it, and and the, and the, like, people just go, oh, and then the, that really old guy who, for no reason, is like, oh, did you notice that the screen name wasn't quite correct? And then the other old guy's like, I didn't see that. Where was it? And it's just fucking seven minutes of that. Yeah, and they, they, yeah, he's sort of not familiar with the idea that you can change your name on the Zoom <laughs> window, despite I presume having done Zoom meetings for a year now. Yeah, a full year, and it's still people just go, oh, I can't quite get my head around this, oh. <laughs> I'm, why well, I realize I'm just, I'm so glad I'm not involved in any, why, I don't understand people who want to be involved in councils. Yeah. Or uh, organizational um, groups like that. It's the kind of people who are in, like, the student government at school. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or the ball planning committee at university is like, why? You don't get paid. Why are you doing this? What for? It's always just to 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 like, either it's to pad out their CV for the next rung of power, mm. or it's just because they are like weirdly sort of weird busybodies. And every now and then, you get the ones that you want, which is people who are just genuinely smart or dedicated who think well if i don't get involved some idiot's going to fuck this up then those are the people you want yes but often it's just people who are obsessed with like 
"'Well, I, I thought I'd better get on the council, "'because those trees have been growing out of control, "'and, and the leaves are... For, "'The wind blows them into my garden, "'so I thought, you know, I'd better get my hat on, and... Oh. "'And it's just, like, a formalised way "'of a bunch of pensioners to harass people who live somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm looking at the news now, having, having quarantined myself from the news. And um, <laughs> um, one, I see one of the popular videos here is Empty Shelves, No Custard Creams for Brits in Belgium. <laughs> Don't even want to look at what that is. How long have you quarantined yourself from the news for? Because I knew it was because you were, you were busy writing. Oh, like two weeks. What? Really? A week, maybe? Yeah, pretty much. You've I mean, missed time to time. I still get my the notifications, the terrifying BBC News notifications on my phone. Yeah. The most terrifying notification you can get on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's the little tune? It's like the little end of the news jingle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you go, Jesus, no! No! <laughs> and then it just says, like, f- 15 people were murdered in... And you go, oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, thank you. It's just something that's not that doesn't affect me. Thank God. That that little jingle is like you're about to be told bad news by a mysterious shaman who's appeared at your window. And he's just there peering in. And he says, Trade with China has dropped and he and he runs away. And sometimes he turns up at your window and you're like, Oh god, no and he's a bit sheepish. And he goes, uh, a very old actor has died. <laughs> and he's a bit embarrassed that he's... And you go, well, that wasn't really worth you coming, was it? And he's like, mm, sorry. And he flies away. Yeah, and sometimes he stays at the window and you go, who? And he goes, um, he, was in, uh, he was in Goodfellas. No, not that one. It, uh, um, <laughs> he, was, he was the one in the uh, car. Ask your, ask your mom, ask your mom. Ask your mother. Where is your mother here? She'll be sad. <laughs> so what's it like to come back to the news? You've, I would say you've missed a lot, but you've also kind of missed nothing because the news ultimately Well, this is how matter. I feel. I've missed nothing. The main headline on BBC News is two tests for all UK arrivals during quarantine, yeah. which seems like a news story that should have been a news story in uh, April of 2020. Yeah, I like, I like how loads of the British news now is... Um, it's just headlines of things like, uh, should we stop people with coronavirus coming to the UK? 
And uh, it's like, yes. Yeah, I thought we were doing that. Were we not doing that? Still, the vac- you know, the vaccination's going well in the UK. It's an unlikely... We were due a little bit of, pr- you know, pride about something, I guess. We, we were due a bit of even accidental competence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Just through mm-hmm. the mathematical principle of regression to the mean, we were due something. It is regression to the mean, an incredibly powerful statistical phenomenon. Oh, once I found uh, out about regression to the mean, it changed my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's me too. I found out about it um, two years ago, maybe, regression to the mean. Mm. And it's, it's, I, I don't get sad anymore, basically, <laughs> after learning about regression to the mean. Which, um, if you don't know what regression to the mean is... It sounds is, like we're talking about vitamins. Yeah, vitamins are like Scientology. It changed my life. I discovered it. Um, for any for those who don't know, regression to the mean is just the statistical, uh, uh, well, law I suppose that states, yeah. you know, that something always, something has a, an average state of existence, of quality, of performance, say, and if you excel beyond that average or or go below that average, your statistics dictates that you're going to end up moving back towards it. So if you've done very well recently, you're probably due a failure coming up. If you've done very badly recently, you're probably due um, a success coming up. Um, And it's illustrated really nicely by Daniel Kahneman, who is this Nobel-winning economist when he was working for the Israeli Air Force. And, And they brought him in to help with the training and 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 they were the the training the instructors were convinced that if they scolded the pilots for making a mistake they got better but if they praised them for doing well they got worse and daniel kahneman showed that all that's happening is when they do very badly that's not like them so odds are they're going to do better next time and if they do very well better than average odds are they're going to go back to the average or go back towards the average next time. They're going to be worse. Yeah. And so it's not. It, it, yeah. It, so the scolding and the praise has, makes no difference. Yeah. And it's harder to understand with something like behavior. Whereas if you just use like football, if, if a team wins a game nine nil, it's, it's not a Bayesian prediction where you go, well, it must, it, if they continue to improve, they'll win the next game 10 nil. Yes, exactly. The odds are that they'll, they'll win the next game one nil or even lose a game. That's right. That's right. And so now if I'm in a bad mood, if I feel sad or like nothing's going my way or that nothing's worth doing, I go, oh, yeah, regression to the mean. I'll feel better tomorrow. (laughs) And I always do. I always do every single time. Yeah, Yeah, it's very powerful to just go, oh, this isn't something to do with crystals or hugging my inner child. It's uh, it's maths and it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just statistics. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I'm being aware of regression to the mean because when you're feeling bad you go oh yeah regression to the mean tomorrow I'll feel fine but if you're having a really really great time (laughs) (laughs) regression to the mean will sneak back into your mind and go enjoy tomorrow it'll be worse and you go oh for god's sake of course but then at least if you're having an amazing time you can still think to yourself well at least I can use regression to the mean to not feel as bad tomorrow when I have a perfectly normal time that's right. You expect it, yeah. Yeah. You go, yeah, this is a normal day. That's fine. Whereas I think before you do sort of go, God, yesterday I was living high on the hog and today it's just oven food. <laughs> oven food? Yeah. <laughs> What's oven food? That's my definition of um, 
just sort of existing at the most basic level. Oven food is, you know, chip, oven chips, nuggets, fish cakes, whatever, <laughs> anything in the oven. Yum. Sounds delish. Oh, it's, a very, it's all perfectly good, Phil. But yeah, so Britain, Britain's relative success with vaccinations is just regression to the mean after eating shit for four years straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, eventually the clown in charge had to honk his nose at the right scientist. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty good. And I mean, it's a bloody field day for the old Brexiteers because the EU are shitting their starry pants. They, they, they are, and they. It's, 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 it's essentially the fact is that early on, the UK government gave a trillion pounds to anywhere that made any kind of vaccine or even claimed to. So we did spread that. <laughs> Which is yeah. enormously spread bet. Some guy with a barn and a load of syringes he'd found was like, oh, this could be a vaccine. We're like, Boris Johnson was like, have 10 million pounds as long as whatever comes out of that lab, we get it first. That's right. I mean, the downside of this success is some some Spanish guy in Miami who sold plastic bags to England is now a multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, a bunch of people who sell an apple juice called vaccine from Finland. <laughs> who didn't realize that was a word in English, are now millionaires. But that's fine. They can have it. You know what? You're welcome to it. Enjoy it. That's right. Yeah, spread betting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the EU was the opposite, where they went, well, of course, it would be ridiculous to give £100 million to someone who doesn't even have the product they're trying to sell. And that's very sensible, but it means that they're at the back of the queue when it comes to a combination of vaccines and delicious Finnish apple juice. Yeah, you know, over the weekend, the NHS was was um, delivering almost a thousand jabs a minute. A thousand a minute—that's almost oh. a thousand a minute. Suck my dick, because... Henry Ford. <laughs> I like the idea of everyone in in England being on a big conveyor belt, just being jabbed. Oh, I'd love it! And like those robot arms, like in a car factory, just come in and go. <laughs> <laughs> and then one signs Picasso on your ass. <laughs> like that Renault Picasso advert. <laughs> uh, ah! uh, oh, that, that just reminds me of a scene in. Have you seen Minority Report? Of course, of course. I, I only saw it like a few weeks ago. Um, and there's a bit where Tom Cruise is being chased by uh, the Minority Report police, and they are running through a car factory, and he. And he jumps into a car that's being assembled. He like fights a guy over a car that's being assembled, and he falls into it. And a chair, a robot arm, brings a chair down because the robots aren't aware that the people in in the con- in the conveyor belt. Yeah. And the robot arm just just puts a in- installs a chair on top of Tom Cruise, who's in the chassis of a car. And the police go, oh, "That'll be the end of him then." And they go to the viewing window to see where the cars are finished. And as the car is being finished and passing the window, Tom Cruise pops up inside the car. And they're like, oh, what? No! <laughs> and he gets into the driver's seat. And the, and this is where it just gets stupid. Because the car is finished in the factory. It, it rolls out onto a forecourt. And he just drives off with it. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even remember that scene. My mind had clearly deleted that for being fucking stupid. He just drives off with this presumably full tank of petrol in a car that... And it's like, what kind of factory is this? The cars just roll out onto an empty forecourt with a um, 
with a, a pair of open hangar doors, <laughs> and if you can just walk into the car, you can drive off with it. Is that? But uh, are they then? Aren't they like futuristic hover cars or some shit? Isn't that part of it? No, it's like a normal car. This one, it's just like a normal car, and he just drives off. <laughs> That is so fucking stupid. I'm really upset at Minority <laughs> Report for having that in it. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's so that's uh, that's really that's really irritated me. That's really really dumb. Oh my funny. god, I, I like I like Minority Report, and now I'm going to have to remember that that scene is in it where it's just. Do you think Tom Cruise likes that kind of thing, or do you think he just goes, oh, "This is dumb. This is a dumb one." I think he he's one of those lucky people who's just smart enough to be really good at what he does, yeah. but just dumb enough not to question the silly aspects of what he does and not to be embarrassed by them and not to overthink things. I mean, that's, that's the real Achilles heel of the intelligent person is to overthink things so much they never happen. But someone like Tom Cruise, he's smart enough to go, yeah, put the camera here, I'll jump over there, uh, this is where the story beats should go. But not smart enough to to think this is a ridiculous way for yeah. a car factory to operate. It it implies that the car factory is a bit like um that's how they used to like during the the during the Battle of Stalingrad the Russians were producing tanks at such a rate like so desperately that they they rolled them out of the factory without painting them they were just raw metal. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe that was the Tom Cruise's Minority Report Society is a society so desperate for hatchbacks. there's just a sort of commissar waving them through go go they uh yeah it's a good movie though and i think very uh, relevant to our times where someone can be um um, found guilty in the court of public opinion pierre for an opinion they haven't even had yet someone someone could be cancelled before they've even begun that's right uh, the other day, I was uh, I was watching. Uh, <laughs> funny you should say that, Phil. I was watching this video of um, it was a uh, I think it was from Russia, and uh, it was uh, someone had was making two dwarves fight in a in a pool of jelly and 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 uh, and filming it. And I thought you won't see this on the BBC. <laughs> I love how oh, you won't see this on the BBC. <laughs> format i get i get um i get sent that message a lot on uh on my twitch chat whenever something weird happens or something someone mentions something horrible <laughs> they all they all they all write oh you won't see that on the bbc <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's really funny i just uh anytime you see like a a, a gif of marge simpson bearing her tits that someone's clearly drawn you, think, oh, you won't see that on the bbc <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I might start tweeting the most horrible, weird pictures I can find, like cursed images. Just be like, "Want well, to see this on the BBC?" Hashtag defund the BBC. <laughs> just really annoy all the really sincere defunders who are all just like seventy-year-old racists who like cricket. <laughs> uh, oh, do you know the the Super Bowl happened in America this the week? The Super Bowl occurred, didn't it? And the guys who always win the Super Bowl won it, but just for a different team this time. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I won't even pretend to understand how the the, the draft system works. Every, but, I mean, yeah, every year they have a I'll, Super Bowl, and the team Tom Brady is playing for wins. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth. I know he. 
Right. He wasn't the Patriots. Uh-huh. He was a Patriot, right? Yeah. And now he is a Bucca- Buccaneer. Buccaneer. Okay. I think. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Uh, Basically, I just saw a big headline saying Tom Brady and uh, someone who I believe is called Gronk (laughs) uh, teamed up again like a buddy movie, even though they're now, you know, 40, which in American football must be like playing when you're 80. Uh, I mean, any sport. I mean, in in regular football, it's... I mean, I think it really goes to show how little sort of continuous um, aerobic movement is required in american football you get a break every five seconds it does seem like that doesn't it where they go like, you kick a ball and the referee blows a whistle it's like that's enough <laughs> yeah yeah or someone gets hut, 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 run, 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 run. Beep. okay enough moving around that's that's why you can see these guys where they're like i'm a professional athlete and i'm a defensive linesman and they're just clearly they're, they're so fat that they could be in a documentary awful awful looking fellas just in all like yeah, they they look like golfers. They look like golfers, and they've got like some of them have like tanks of oxygen at the side of the pitch and stuff. Ugh, really? I've seen that. I've seen someone rush off to a, <laughs> just quickly breathe in some. Oh my god! Yeah, it's very strange. Whereas like rugby players look like I don't know Greek urns. Well, you know there are some American football players who are like ex rugby players. Yes, and yeah. They just take the kicks. There was there was a South African uh, rugby player who did that. He 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 played South a- rugby in South Africa for a bit and he just moved to America and he he just because they for them the kicking seems to be this like magically difficult thing whereas in rugby it's, you know, if you can't do it your team's never going to be able to even win. And this guy mm. could slot it from the halfway line and he just made like enormous amounts of money and there, uh, my dad was saying there was some interview with him where he was like oh I've probably played about a minute and a half of American football over the last 20 years <laughs> crazy and like he lives Absolutely in a mansion crazy. in Miami or whatever incredible <laughs> it's 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 so American in the sense of this there's lots of breaks there's a bunch of sexy women dancing for no reason there's loads of space for adverts the team is like it's it's so much of it's so American, I think, because it's so much to do with just like, just having it, just just ah, uh, just like well, what having the best of everything, like well, let's not make it's a little right. guy have to play in a position where a big guy is. Let's have two teams on one team. Yeah, yeah. How many players are in like a fo- American football team? Like forty. It's like forty or fifty. Different... And they just I go. Watched... All right, swap them around. They're all the big people are on now. I watched the Super Bowl in, in America once with Americans and I mean I think it's partly because the people are watching with were in you know comedy and entertainment industry or whatever mm-hmm. but the football the football was like an afterthought everyone is excited about the ads and like there was hype about the ads <laughs> and who was in the ads and which ads were going to play when it, and, and the football seemed there to, almost there to serve the ads it's so, I mean, it is there to serve the ads. It's so weird that, that like, I, I mean, obviously advertising is everywhere in, in professional sport, but in the UK, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like if like Liverpool play Everton and the players come out, all the announcers are like, ah, of course, which Chinese gambling company will it be sponsoring the shirts this week? Like, they're not all excited. <laughs> it's not the point. <laughs> yeah, and in football, you know, it isn't, it's half time, not... Chrysler presents halftime. <laughs> and halftime is the bit where, like, old footballers wearing massive headsets just criticize some guy's ankle. 
for 20 minutes. <laughs> you don't watch it. <laughs> it's the most boring part of the whole thing. Oh, man, man, man. Whereas instead, man, man. especially with like the Super Bowl, like you say, they just go, well, we'll have all the scheduled adverts we're all excited about that cost more than the game. Uh, and then Beyonce will come on. Go, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna see how much the Super Bowl ad... I wonder if they cost more this year because even more people are at home. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's all and, and it's all about the snacks. Like everyone posting pictures of their Super Bowl snacks. In 2020, a 30 second commercial cost about 5.6 million dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Goodness me! Um, but I was amazed they went ahead with it almost normally. I think it, it looked like. A full stadium? Was it really a full stadium? Well, we we forget because America hasn't been in lockdown. They've been going to restaurants this whole goddamn time. Yeah, I think it's still just advice there not to congregate. Yeah, with thousands of people. I've seen I've seen posts on on social media from Americans being like, "Oh, I I I, I feel really bitter because I'm the only one following the advice," and it's like advice. <laughs> yeah, because these are people yeah. who are who are like so diligent that they're staying at home even though everyone else is just like. TGI Fridays is half off, and just going out and coughing on everyone. Really weird. It's such. It's weird so so people. strange. But then I guess it makes sense because during the election, Biden was just doing like televised robot addresses, and then Donald Trump was just in like a fucking nineties rave pool party, just licking everyone. <laughs> just 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 Donald Trump being crowd surfed along a pool of half naked bathers on a Miami beach with just insane footage. It's so strange for a country obsessed and addicted to highly aggressive policing to be so <laughs> against laws and like just using laws in public interest. I think I think there would have been a, a a really good lockdown in a lot of America if coronavirus had only been spread by black people. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. all the southern states that are anti-lockdown would be like, "Well, we, we got to do something." They would have immediately <laughs> put snipers on every corner. Yeah. It's 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 I don't know yeah and they're obsessed with healthcare costing them loads of money and bankrupting them and they're like well I see no reason not to let this bankruptcy risk rip through the community uh, yeah yeah yep but then we're halfway between that and you know Germany it's true we're like it's true is that yeah we're like diet America in Europe is our death rate worse in America. I don't know. I think it was at one point. I think maybe they've they've uh, they've pulled ahead. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not Good sure. They, all, they always do creep ahead. The bloody Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them next time, though. <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna refill those care homes, and then we're gonna redo this whole thing again. Don't you worry. Amazing, amazing I, to look back on almost a year ago, where the government was like, "Well, I think if we just take people with coronavirus from hospital and put them in care homes, that should be fine. Post them through the letterbox." <laughs> In a way, the safest place for the fox is inside the hen house. Because then we don't have to worry about him getting in the hen house, don't we? Yeah, it's already there. Yeah, he's in there. We know where he is. (laughs) He's in the hen house. Um, Do you think you and I will ever get jabs? Yes. Well, I'm asthmatic, so I'm slightly ahead of you in the queue. I'm also asthmatic, but apparently not as importantly asthmatic. Yeah, we're not sure about this, but then like the NHS... uh, 
after David Cameron's reforms, which the Tories are now about to undo, the NHS has become a bit more sort of fragmented. So maybe we're just on different registers or something. I don't know. But I got my flu jab pretty easily. But then I did I did ring up and ask. They didn't just contact me. So maybe if I rang up and went like I, I literally I literally went <clears throat> like that. <laughs> they went, Oh my god, I was sorry, sir. Yes, of course, right this way. Uh okay. Well, I'll look into that. I'll look into playing this shit up. Yeah, I don't know, man, but uh we're definitely going to get our jams because there's going to be variants. South Africa's already done the world proud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, find, South Africa always finding a new way to kill people. <laughs> I wonder how the South Africa variant is different. Um, a bit more aggressive. It's, uh, it's, it's beefier. Beefier. Yeah, it's huge. Absolutely huge. <laughs> you can see it with the naked eye. And uh, it's COVID. K-O-O-R-V-E-R-T. COVID. <laughs> it's, uh, it spreads through hijacking cars. That's how. <laughs> the Brazilian variant has most of its spike proteins shaved off. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what a sense of rhythm. It like sambas into your body. It's just a little parade. It's the gaudiest. It's the gaudiest of, of the variants. Yeah, but also the most uh, fun-loving. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's fun. It's fun. Um, should, we do, should we do a couple of correspondents? Uh, yes, we shall. All right. Let's see. God, the wind. We? The wind. Apparently, this weather's coming in from the Arctic. The Arctic? This is coming in from the north, whereas the beast from the east, you know, that was a couple of years ago, that was from Russia there, and uh, this one's. That was like Siberian and shit, wasn't it? This one is like Arctic, apparently. Oh, man. Well, it, feel, it feels Arctic. It, 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 and also, at the same time, I'm surprised, but also I'm not surprised. It's a bit like Scooby-Doo. Like, a, it was old man Arctic being cold the whole time. <laughs> it's Baltic. I like that. That's my favorite, one of my favorite Scottish uh, Oh, Baltic. It's Baltic. Baltic. Yeah. Blow, blowing a hoolie is, is good. It's Glasgow and Isle of Man slang. And it's very windy. Very windy. Blowing a hooli. Blowing a hooli. <laughs> I think uh, I think I know blowing a hooli. He's a <laughs> he's a folk singer, right? Yeah, blowing a hooli actually used to open for Bob Dylan for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> during that folk renaissance in the late sixties. <laughs> a hooli. Who's done this? Uh. uh El, El, Ellie, Ellie, Ellie gets in touch. Ellie, let's get smelly. Let's get smelly. Dear Poo Poo and Pee Pee. Yep, classic yep. stuff. Mm -hmm. I hope you're keeping well. I was wrapped by the story of Phil spotting a Nazi on the tube. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And the general call for punching Nazis reminded me of the best anecdote in my own family. 
Ooh, this is going to be spicy. Yeah. Um, also, we should post that picture, Lumps, the illustrator, who's an incredible uh, artist, illustrator, whatever. Um, yes. You can look him up on Shout Instagram. Shout out to Lumps. Look up Lumps on Instagram. The most brilliant drawings. And he's uh, he sent us a... Yeah, he sent us a, an, uh, his artist rendition of me spotting a Nazi on the tube. Yeah, it's and it's, it, it's so brilliant. It looks it looks like a tube poster. We need to post that. Yeah, 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 we should. We'll do it um, after this. Shout out to Lumps. Uh, so, uh, reminded, Ella, Ellie says, reminded of her best anecdote. I have to admit this even beats my own magnum opus about being sick into drains. Um, my grandfather was an Irish junior boxing champion in the early 1930s. Blowing a hooli. Blowing a hooli, yes. And there with a championship belt, it's blowing a hooli. <laughs> okay, so, so Ellie's grandfather was a boxing champ when? An Irish junior boxing champ in the early 1930s. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, after winning a tournament in Ireland, he travelled over to Germany to compete there. Mm-hmm. He won, and the medal was awarded to him by a middle-ranking German uh, official, soon to be Chancellor and later Führer Adolf Hitler. Wow, that's great! What a great story! This story is, by all accounts, completely true. For the rest of his life, Grandad would regale us with it and delighted in dropping it on unsuspecting strangers. I mean, what what a name drop! <laughs> is there a bigger clang than Hitler? <laughs> I would, I would, I would love that to, if if someone told you an anecdote in a bar about them hanging out with you know Michael Sarah or something, and you just go, "Yeah, I was just saying to uh, Hitler the other day that um, we were having a pint yeah. and uh, just wait for them to go." Sorry, who? <laughs> hmm? Oh, yeah, Adolf. Adolf was Adolf. Adolf said the funniest thing um, when he handed me this medal. Oh, sorry, um, Adolf, uh, Hitler, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Um, so he says. Uh, so Ellie says he, with a nonchalant Irish twinkle in his eye, he would say to people, "Oh, you're German." Well, here's a funny thing. Now, well, I, I, should I do it in an Irish accent? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> do my best. As long not as to it's it. good. As long as it's good. As long as it's good. Well, then. Uh, mm. oh. <laughs> oh, you're German. Well, here's a funny thing. Now, people would always say Hitler's eyes were a piercing blue, but. Really, I would say they're more of a green colour. Sure, what do you think? <laughs> I think that was more than good enough. I, th- I, um, I hope so. I did my best, very everyone. Funny. Very funny. Bearing in mind very that funny. Ellie, I have to say, listeners, to any, to any, of, our, uh, <laughs> to any of our Celtic listeners, uh, Ellie herself has written Ting. Has she now? Yeah. No. That, she has now. That wasn't me adding that to... <laughs> So, well, so she's either Irish or Jamaican. So let's not presume. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I, I like that. Here's a funny thing now. People would always say Hitler's eyes were a piercing blue, but I'd say they were more green. What do you think? That's a very funny thing to say to a German. <laughs> what do you think? Sure. What do you think? That's really funny. Grandad's war stories oh. did not start and end there. He went on to train as a doctor and learned to fly light aircraft with the RAF. Oh, what a funny thing to train to defeat the guy who gave you your medal. Yeah, if it was a movie, it would end with him pressing the medal through his eye and killing him with it. Yeah, but Ireland was neutral in the Second World War. Ireland, uh, the Irish government was neutral in the Second World War, but the Irish people can, could and still can join the British Army whenever they want. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. There's still the Royal oh. Irish Rangers, the Irish Guards. You can join the RAF. Uh, you can do what you like, mate. That's interesting. That's In the same way that Northern Irish people can get Irish passports. Okay, okay, similar, okay. Similar sort of vibe. Um, and lots of Irish people did say, you know, it's not right that we're neutral and volunteered for stuff with the RAF or, or, or the Navy, things like that. Um, and and did help out. It's just that the government officially didn't, which I think we've d- discussed before, is that the, the Irish government uh, at the time referred to the Second World War as the emergency. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it, it's In some textbooks, apparently, it's still the emergency. And Eamon de Valera sent uh, Germany flowers when he heard Hitler had killed himself. Really? Why don't we talk about this more? Because no one l- wants to ruin the whole thing where everyone just loves Ireland forever, do they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gosh, that's funny. We really do glaze over that element of Irish history. Did Recent he send? Yes, De, De, De Valeria's uh, uh, De Valeria's uh, 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 expression of sympathy. Yes, De Valeria was told that by expressing condolences to the German ambassador on the death of Hitler, he'd shown allegiance to the devil. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. So there was a little bit very controversial. The Nazi leader I shot mean, himself I, at, at his bunker in Berlin. Two days later, de Valeria, who was Taoiseach and Minister for External Affairs, called on the German ambassador to express his condolences. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mad. Absolutely mad. I mean, I, I understand sort of sucking up to Hitler himself. But once he's dead, surely, surely there's nothing to be won now. Once he shot himself, that's when everyone needs to pile on the bandwagon of saying Hitler was bad, not to go, well, it's always sad when someone dies. <laughs> this is, I, I, can't, I have no time for it's always sad when someone dies, people, because it categorically isn't. No, like, no. I, I remember when, when, when Osama bin Laden was killed, some absolute twats would go, regardless of what he has done, I will never celebrate the death of a human being. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Who do you think you are? Shut up. Useless person. It's always someone who's never had a reason to want anyone dead. It's always like a fucking prince or equivalent. (laughs) Some middle class ass, conscientious objector piece of fucking fuck off. Shut up. Live in the real world for us one second. Why can't we all just be nice? Maybe if we start by being nice, then it would be nice from nice on. (laughs) Oh, nice, nice, nice. This this podcast has so many different elements to it. The pooing, the philosophy, the science, the current affairs. That's right. The sort of... The sort of gentle militaristic jingoism as well, which kind of flies under the radar most of the time. Look, under un, if you scrape away the poo, there's a, there's 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 a there's a, there's a, a, a moderate a, a moderate sort of pro interventionist internationalism there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but, very much so. But then that's because we're both from countries where. You know, we're both from countries which have benefited from internationalist intervention in their history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Whereas, mm-hmm. like we say, all these people who always say, oh, it's bad, actually, are always just, you know, from fucking Hemel Hempstead. <laughs> yeah. They always, they always just grew up, you know, just with a lovely garden and having, you know, trifle for dessert every day. They've just got no clue, I don't think. Maybe it's actually insulting to try to help people. What if their <laughs> feelings are hurt because we're, we're trying to help? What are we saying when we try to help people that they need help? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes, that's what we're trying to say. In a way, aren't we interfering with the tradition of that country if this is their fifth genocide? <laughs> Who are we to say there is anything inherently wrong with murdering people it al- for it, their religion? Yeah, it always boils down to them saying nothing means anything and nothing is real, so I don't have to feel bad anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. So, so Ellie's granddad, he, he, yeah. he, fl- he learned to fly light aircraft with the RAF, and she says, that's right, he earned the rights not only to say he shook hands with Adolf Hitler, but also say, I'm a pilot. Of course. Of course. And she says, I'm a uh, pilot. When- How am I supposed to defeat my medal award now? That's right. That's right. With and training. With when, training in light aircraft. When she says, uh, the story is by all accounts completely true, there's a star. And she says, I've investigated other family anecdotes and completely debunked one. Not this one, but a different one. With the help of a slightly perplexed Alexander McCall Smith, the novelist. It's very niche. I oh. Wonder, I wonder which one that was. Koji, respectfully, Ellie. Gosh. Yeah. Mmm. Mm, mm. The mysteries run fathoms deep with Ellie and her family. Yeah, that's right. Also... <laughs> So, the most almost offensively Irish thing for Ellie to finish with. Oh, I've got stories to tell, but those I'll have to wait for another day. <laughs> the <laughs> stories to tell of novelists and Hitler, <laughs> but <laughs> your your friend and mine, the comedian Johnny Leonard, mm-hmm. um, who is yeah. at at the Maybe Pile on Twitter. Uh, he ha- he had a great joke years ago, which was uh, Ireland's main export is anecdotes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just every every Irish person you meet in the UK has just got this absolute barrel of 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 tales to tell. I love it. It's yeah. it's it's one of those examples of like I- Ireland is one of those countries where the stereotypes mix the mix with the truth the most. I think. Yeah. Ireland yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, America yeah. and, you know, I don't know, maybe Russia or something. I'm not sure. But just uh, how many things that are stereotypes are also like, well, also that does happen. Well, most stereotypes have some element of truth to them. Yeah, that's Otherwise, true. they wouldn't be stereotypes. That's true. But then some places what, it's like. What is a stereotype if not just um, a piece of uncomfortable statistical observation <laughs> we've got regression to the mean and a stereotype is when an observation makes people upset <laughs> and could not be for the reasons that you think but it is there it's correlation is not causation phil that's the principle there to make a stereotype okay it's correlation not okay i'll i'll ponder on that I'll meditate on that. Yeah, please do. Please this do. Week. Speak to you next week. Um, it's been a wide-ranging episode this week, but a rich one, I think, full of ideas and yep. and the gift of regression to the mean. Don't squander that gift, yep. dear pod buds. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, enjoy and have a lovely week in the snow. Enjoy the snow. Pooping in a winter wonderland. <laughs>